For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and I'm feeling a little queasy. Though apparently not as sick as Alberta Premier Jason Kenney, who claimed he felt a, quote, gut punch, end quote, when President Biden cancelled the Keystone XL pipeline on his first day in office. And the Premier wasn't alone. There were a great many other Canadians who'd spent four years longing not just to be rid of Donald Trump, but to replace him with a Democrat, and who were suddenly struggling intellectually as well as rhetorically with this cruel blow to our economy from our southern neighbour and erstwhile friend. But if they truly didn't see it coming, they all should have, and noted the boomerang trajectory. Because anyone who keeps saying, yes, fossil fuels are destroying the planet, does risk having someone believe them and even act on it. It's amazing that even many Canadian energy executives seriously think, agreeing, that what they sell is an existential threat to civilization, and perhaps the Earth itself is a good pitch for continuing to produce, export, and consume it. Or that just because the United States has millions of miles of pipelines already, they won't virtue signal at our expense. And in any case, the charge of hypocrisy is a lever of straw with which to try to change Biden's decision. Because if the American president is hypocritical, it doesn't mean we should be too. It means he should stop. Now, our Prime Minister looked a bit hypocritical, asking Biden to reconsider during their phone call. But he really didn't mean it, and nobody, including the president, thought otherwise. You know, as soon as that request was brushed aside, Trudeau thanked Biden for rejoining Paris and working to get rid of fossil fuels. And apparently, the conversation was, quote, warm, friendly, and collegial, according to a senior government official who spoke confidentially to CBC News because they were not authorized to speak in public about the matter, end quote. Yeah, sure they weren't. Those weren't talking points, speaking of hypocrisy. But never mind. The point is, Canadian politicians and industry figures who firmly support pipelines while buying the climate emergency rhetoric, or pretending to, are not just being hypocrites. They're being fools. Buy our product and the earth gets it is the worst advertising slogan ever, and the worst cunning plan. Now, speaking of bad plans, the British government is apparently looking red in the green face because they've been ordered to release their calculations of the cost of achieving net zero by 2050. And the big problem here isn't that their figure is a rather disquieting one trillion pounds. It's that it looks as though there might not actually have been any calculations, just a leap into the dark and cold. And speaking of cold, some clever scientists seem to have shown that woolly mammoths didn't die out when we thought they did, which means they certainly didn't die out then for the reasons we thought they did. And once again, real science, including climate science, turns out to be very clever, right down to finding mammoth DNA in paleo soils, very uncertain, and dedicated to trying hypotheses, not trying heretics. For instance, the hypothesis that Canada is warming faster than average, like all the cool kids. Uh, unfortunately, we seem to be warming at only half the rate the models predicted, which rather casts us among the nerds unless the models are overstating warming everywhere. Just as the alarmists in government seem to be overstating the incidence of extreme weather in order to blame it on climate change. And by the way, there's a new theory that climate change threatens the grave of Karl Marx, which in our view might tend to make people like climate change, but never mind. Back on the Scientist Say Ranch, we again cut through the guff on this subject by quoting more actual scientists, in this case on the subject of deaths due to extreme temperatures. And once again, it turns out that while heat waves get the media attention and the opprobrium, quote, 
An analysis by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, of United States temperature-related deaths between 2006 and 2010 showed that 63% were attributable to cold exposure, while only 31% were attributable to heat exposure. In Australia and the United Kingdom, cold-related mortality between 1993 and 2006 exceeded heat-related mortality by an even greater margin and is likely to do so through at least the end of the century." End quote. Hey, don't blame us. It's what scientists say. Scientists also say that, based on a study of the Chitral River Basin in Pakistan, which was reported by CO2 Science, the supposed shrinking of planetary snow cover isn't obvious if you look at the snow. Whereas, if you look at Lapland, you find, quote, two major phases of increased pine recruitment, end quote, from AD 1000 to 1200, and from AD 1400 to 1600. These correspond to the famous medieval warm period, and to another lesser warming that interrupted the long plunge into the Little Ice Age. Again, if you don't like the term pine recruitment, don't blame us, because it's what the scientists say as well as saying, yes, the medieval warm period was real, and no, it's not warmer now than it was then, at least in northwest Finnish Lapland. And if you're going to recruit trees, you've got to start somewhere. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.